This episode of The Bag Drop, Untold Stories in Golf, is brought to you by New Club Golf Society, a humble community of golfers connected by our love for the game. Follow us on social media with the handle New Club Golf. Welcome back. I'm Matt Considine. In our last season of The Bag Drop, we uncovered the untold stories from the PGA pros, superintendents, architects, and operators who make it possible for us to play the game we all love. To kick off our new season, we turn the mic to our members and ambassadors to show you how the community itself might be the best part of golf. All right. Gentlemen, welcome to the Bag Drop Podcast. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right, I want to start with, uh, you know, I think there's probably a theme to this. So this is the new season of the Bag Drop. We're focusing on members that are part of the Golf Society, kind of get to know the people that you're actually going to be playing with throughout the year. And uh, you guys are pretty active. There's a good percentage chance that someone's going to play golf with one of the two of you. So I think that's, uh, that's a good reason to have you on the, the podcast here. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, it's just been great playing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let's get out there. You guys uh, are uh, – so this is actually – this is another historic moment for the podcast because we, we haven't had three people on. This is our first uh, three-way pod. So th- thanks for uh, – <laughs> Thanks for doing that. And let's see how it goes. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk gonna get about, nuts. It's going to yeah. get crazy. Um, what better setting for the bag drop than in a bag drop, though? That's exclusively. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. Every episode of this damn thing from now on is going to be surrounded by golf bags. That's bag, what's up. Bag room, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's start from the beginning with you two. How do you guys know each other? I actually don't know the answer to this question. So how do you guys know each other? This is actually a pretty funny story. <laughs> it's it's a good golf story. We get kicked off with that. I like that. Um, you know, uh, so Morley and Shaka. Uh, Brian Morley and Brian Shaka also new club guys. Right. Um, I've been friends with Shaka for a while. He went to U of I, and you knew his sister, right? Back at, at yeah, Notre went Dame. to college with his little sister. And just the what was it? Two years ago? No, Maybe? it's got to be three. Three years ago? Three or four? Because we went to Bandon three years ago. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And it was that you're summer. Right. I think it was that summer. Yeah, it was leading <clears> up to was, that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But uh, Morley is up at Geneva... Geneva National. Geneva National. Yeah. And he just invited us to play one day. And crazy enough, both of us had weddings the night before. Just different weddings, just, you know, around the <laughs> suburb area. And we both showed up in terrible shape. After <laughs> a little, little worse for the wear. Worse for the wear, to, yeah. You know, shout out. Shout out, shotgun. Sh- shotgun star, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we, we, and when we got there, you know, it was super early, you know, I woke up, whatever, you know, what time it was, we had to get up to get up to Wisconsin. And uh, once we got there, it was just pouring down rain. So we couldn't start. We we're just like sitting in the sitting in the clubhouse, having some bloodies, having, you know, having having a couple of drinks. Yeah, and a couple could, two tree. Yeah, you could tell both of us were just like struggling for the night before <laughs> a little bit. And uh, so I was like, dude, I gotta, I don't know what kind of uh, rating this podcast has, but I was like, dude, I gotta go smoke some weed out of the car. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm just dying here. Like, we, I need to like get myself just better shape than I am right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And so, you know, went out to the cars, you know, blazed a little bit. And then, I don't know, 
by the time the rain cleared up, you might have more to add to the story. I'm just like talking here, but uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, rain cleared up. We got in the zone a little bit. It was a little bit of team golf, so me and Scotty teamed up against the two Bryans. Um, Geneva National, wonderful, wonderful course. So I think we played the Palmer that day, maybe. We played a bunch of holes that day. We yeah. just kept like skipping around. There was that one loop or whatever, but it was kind of an instantaneous, just like, you know, we were hanging out together in my car, and then it was just like, all right, yeah. I mean, just it was one of those things where you're just like, all right, we can be boys, right? Like, it just <laughs> right. like, you just kind of, it's one of those things where you just kind of like click with somebody. Like, yeah. we're very much the same type of people, and we love golf, and it was just, it was just like one of those moments. You don't like realize it in the time, but just like a few weeks later, you're just like, man, like, I just met one of my like really good friends, like yeah. one of my best. We're like, friends. hey, yeah. yo, should we golf again with this guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. should yeah. we golf again? You open for you know whatever it is, uh, get up to Pine Meadow or get out to wherever. But I think that was in preparation for Bandon, and we ended up playing several times during the summer after that outing. And it's just like, okay, count them up, count them up. We have a great time every time. And then Bandon, we do that, and like you know the rest of history from that so Man, i mean what what would your lives be like if you didn't have that <laughs> rain delay at geneva national i mean you maybe maybe this 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 bromance doesn't blossom you it, know? It, i don't think it i mean we i'm sure we would have clicked at some point in time you know but that was really like a great start to just like okay yes it's like this guy can be like one of my guys you know what yeah, i mean so yeah yeah well i i mean i've played now a handful of times with both of you guys uh independently you're both awesome dudes to play with, right? And, and if we had a missed congeniality con- contest, you, you'd be in the running. I'd say both <laughs> you guys would be would be up there. Um, but you guys play an awful lot together, uh, obviously. Uh, and and I'm curious, Scott, does uh, Patrick's girlfriend ever get jealous of uh, uh, of? Did you guys have like like? Did your spouses? I'm sorry, your spouse ever get jealous of Patrick? Is that something that? You have to explain at times. Uh, no, she gets it. I mean, I think I think both of us have pretty good girls where they they understand our love for this and you know kind of. Yo, but it is funny though. <clears throat> Every time we're on the way back from a course and Scotty's like, "Ah, oh, drive," <clears throat> then, boop boop beep. Hey, Ann. And I'm like, hey, Ann. <laughs> like, There's definitely always the the car like call she's like, like hi, know, Patrick. The car audio call, and I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> So, yeah. Have you guys ever hung out with the, spou- the spouses, the girlfriend? Have you guys kind of mixed the, to that type of? That that we haven't yet, and we keep trying to, and I, it's definitely going to happen. You know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, so when, when Patrick, when people ask you, you know, or, or you're just describing your buddy Scott to just other friends or coworkers or whatever, do you ever say, yeah, my, my buddy, is it just my buddy, my friend, or is it this is my golf buddy? Like, no, it's it's just my buddy Scotty. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then immediately following that, it's like he can he can fucking play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Excuse my language, but yeah, I'm like dude's he can play. Game. Yeah, dude's got game. We uh, we did we have documentation of your game, right? And and uh, yeah, I gotta see that video. So. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, look look at our editing department over gallery. here. Mark's like you know, thanks. I got a hundred podcasts to edit first, <laughs> and then I'll get to your your match play club championship but th- for those that don't know uh scotty was just a buzzsaw in our club championship this year and and that was throughout the season too i mean you you cleaned up a ton of matches obviously to qualify but i watched you all day and i lost i think i lost 20 dollars because that that last nine because i said there's no way anyone's beating scotty 
you know, you were just pounding the golf ball 320 down the middle of the fairway for 27 holes. And, and you still hit it pretty good on, on the last round. You just, you know, John below John, answered. Shit, man. <laughs> he was solid. Comes out, birdies a couple of first two, th- two, or, two or three first holes. And then I was, well, okay, I got some golf to play, you know. Right. But, uh, it was an awesome match. When you guys traded uh, birdies on three. Yeah. That, that birdie he made on three was otherworldly. <laughs> I mean, he was in no man's land, and then he hit his next shot into no man's land, <laughs> yeah. and then he hit it to like twelve feet. And I was like, "All right, well, I guess I better hit a good shot here and keep up, keep up pace a little bit." John's but. made some of the best recovery shots I've seen. Like last year, a couple times he played a Ravislow. Like one sticks out of my mind. It's like ten <clears throat> goes under the tree towards the driving range, and just like from under the tree hoods of four iron to like six feet or something i'm like okay i don't know and it's like thick and wet rainy rough so it's not like an easy shot to just go up there and poke it on the green and yeah i don't yeah, know he's it's like, like sneaky stud yeah you know you don't expect a lot oh, of it, man it's a lot of good shots yeah they hit a lot of good shots with me like i said i remember that one specifically he hit that shot and i i saw it in the air and i was like i looked over my caddy i was like that was pretty good <laughs> then it landed i was like damn I was like, all right, man, like, we we were in a good spot. Like, it was a par five. We were, you know, laying two, 100 yards away. And I was like, well, we got to hit a good shot here. Like, this, this guy came to play. So yeah. I, that was that was a lot of fun playing him, yeah. Besides the fact I got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from the season, the overall season, what were some memorable, maybe for each other, because you guys did play quite a few rounds together, what are some memorable shots uh, that you saw the other one hit? Maybe we'll start with you, Patrick. Okay, let's see here. I thought you were going to go a different way in, like, memorable shots you hit because I got one, but... I mean, we can talk about you if you'd like, but I'd like you to talk about (laughs) Scotty, man. This is about other people. All right. Um, I think... I think there's a couple shots. So we took... We we did a trip down to Fairbury, where Scotty's from, um, for... We were actually going out there to see, like, dirt track racing, and they ended up canceling that, which was a bummer. But we got a lot of golf in in the meantime. But it was, like, it's kind of rainy weather, tough conditions. And um, Scotty took me out to his, like, the track where he grew up on. <clears throat> and there's just, there's, like, drivable par fours. And What's the name of it? What is uh, the name of it? Indian Creek Golf and Country Club. Right. <laughs> Great nine-hole track. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a little nine-hole racer. H- hidden gem, perhaps? Would it I mean, classify? you have to hit shots. I, lo- I love it. I love <laughs> like, going back there. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. I mean, it's just like... It, I, I it's not forgiving. Yeah. yeah, okay. But needless to say, like, there's, there's a couple drivable par fours, and I just remember, like, you have to be pinpoint accurate. Because it's, it, it's tiny greens, like tiny greens, big trees, like kind of meandering a little bit. And so... Like, Sounds like Pebble Beach. <laughs> Sounds just it's like Pebble. It's the Pebble, Pebble of Illinois. Pebble Beach of Central Illinois. <laughs> of Central Illinois, yeah. yeah. That's what people say. I've heard, I've heard that. Now, now, now it comes back to me. Yeah. Okay, now just I remember. slightly less ocean vistas, but like, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, pretty much the same. We got a pond. <laughs> yeah. There's, cool there's the pond. water hazard. Yeah. Pond's good for you. But yeah, I mean, so like one specifically is just bombing a three wood that is on a rope and on a string rather and just pulling that draw back and just plopping it like i don't know six feet to the pin on a par four and and that's like 
I don't know, it's tough to pick out one because I've seen him do that several times this year, and it's always with the trusty three-wood. Like, that's the go-to club for this guy. Yeah, I and, that thing comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like... It's like it's Henrik like, Stenson. Yeah, he walks in here without his bag for the league night, and it's like, hey, does anyone have, like, a uh, early 2000s Big Bertha three-wood for me? <laughs> like, that's what kids are looking for because it's, it's just crazy. It's like 280 down the middle with this, like, beautiful draw. and All these, yeah. you know, Mavericks and twist face nah. technology. No, Scotty's like, give me the... <laughs> Give me the good, good, the goods from the nineties. Give me the, the flat 90s. face technology. <laughs> yeah, I want that flat face. <laughs> I want that. That's all I need. I want that. It's big been in. I think my dad's bag for so long. Like the shaft is like worn out where it hits his bag. <laughs> it's got a hole in the center. The kick, where the you know the low kick point or whatever. Um, all right, let's change it up for for you then, Scotty. What's a what's a memorable round of golf from the year, with or without Mr. Sala here? Uh, well, you had me thinking since you asked him the question, and I, I was just trying to think of, like, memorable shots that he set, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Pat is amazing at saying, you know what, I might just make this, regardless of what putt it is, where it is, I've seen him say that, and then actually make the shot. I don't it's even Babe know. How, I don't know how many times like he will just be like, "Yeah, I might make this," and you're just like, <laughs> "You know, it's bullshit," but you're like, "God, he seriously might make this." I don't. I don't know. Like, but well, if, if you say it enough, one of them's got to go in. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, even it's, like it's that. Not, it's it's it, the percentage <laughs> drop is otherworldly. I, I I don't even know what to say. I've said it to him before. I just come up and be like, "How do you do this all the time?" I don't really get it, but. If there is one round, it was it was that day we played. We had the match against the guys at uh, Harborside. What what is there? Oh, you're going early early part of the season, right? Oh uh, no, no, it was I later. It was the second match against oh, them, the where it was match. like downpouring, like sideways raining. Yeah, so we're we're playing the Anchor Club in the, the 12, anchor, 12 anchor, versus yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the 12 <clears throat> versus 12 out at Harborside. And that day, it was – I've played golf. I'll play golf in any weather. It doesn't matter temperature, rain, wh- whatever's going on. But this is the worst weather. That's I've what we ever, love about you, by the way. Worst <laughs> weather I've ever played. <laughs> Amen to that. It was crazy, I'm man. It was windy. It was cold. It was raining. It was raining hard, like, you know. <laughs> but we went out and uh, – Yeah, this and, – and I will back this up. Like, I, I think I was out of Your cousin was there. Yeah, but my yeah, cousin was yeah, well, and, and I thought for sure – I looked at the forecast – I, I looked at the what the wind no, I was, was doing. Texting you guys, and, yeah, and I we was like, "Are we still same. doing this?" And, like, and I, this I just thought for sure that you guys would all be like, "Yeah, no, no chance." Every guy played. Yeah, it no. was nuts. Well, every new club guy. Played. Every new club. Well, okay. the anchor club didn't show up yeah. as as much. You know but what I mean? That's okay. You got That's okay. So we kicked their ass. <laughs> <laughs> by by getting around the golf course. So that yeah. So you played in unbelievable conditions. And, and that day tough, was. Tough uh, I don't know how to explain it besides it was just kind of like a magical day. I mean, like, (laughs) you're out there and you're not expecting anything, right? You're just like, all right, let's go play some golf. I can see what happens. And we were making putts and chips. From everywhere. And just, like, from, like, literally everywhere. I mean, it was crazy. And, like, I just think back in that day, I'm just trying to think of all the different hole-outs that happened that day. And it was the yardage of shots that went in the hole like for our for our group there was one other guy with us i've never seen anything like (laughs) it before in my life and we're out there like you said it's it's terrible weather and i think we had like three scores in like the mid 70s i mean it was it was a crazy day i mean what what was the most absurd the most absurd like improbable hole out oh 
dude. So well, on yeah, 17, 17 and 18, both. Well, you. Both, yeah. yeah, both 17 and 18, but 17. Because it's like this This stuff's wearing on you by now. The front nine, we were like, we're like, okay, like we got this. You know, it's, it's wet, but we're not soaked through the bone yet. And by like 10, 11, 12, it got chillier and it got wetter. And we were like frozen. So I, I, I think we made a couple of putts on the ninth green and we all looked around and it just started raining harder. And we're like, we're keeping going, right? And like, no one even had a second. <laughs> yes, let's go, let's go. 10T, where's it at? Like, let's go. But it started to wear. And, and I'm getting like, I was hitting some bad shots down the stretch at the end. And 17 was one of those holes where I just, I like blasted one out to the right, duffed one up like in front or flew it over or whatever. And I'd hack one out of the weeds and it's, you know, short of the green and I'm, and I'm looking at for par. Scotty, meanwhile, has like put in the center of the fairway, threw it up on the green, like put his put his putt and had like a gimme for four. So he was in for four. And Joe, our buddy, you know, made like bogey or double or something. And and I'm looking at I'm like, well, I guess I should make this. And uh, lo and behold, the thing like just it, I pop it on the green and it starts trickling left, right, left and right. It's like kind of wobbling in. And just with the last rotation, drops in. So we push the hole. He's shipping from like the cart path, like, <laughs> in the weeds, basically on that hill. You know the the I, I don't remember which course it is on Harborside, but the 17th hole, not the par three one, but the par four, like dog leg there or whatever. It's the you beach, know? the one where yeah. the sand runs yeah, yeah, into the water. Yeah, yeah. I think oh yeah, it's yeah, port. Uh, yeah, port. That's on port. Yeah. Yep. The Nugent Special. You could always tell a Dick Nugent golf course by if there's got to be one hole that has a beach. He, like a man-made beach that goes into the water. Oh, I, so I, the sand runs in directly yeah. to the water. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one. There it is. That's great. Yeah. I love that finish, actually. That's a good good finish to golf holes. Um, did you call, how many did you call? Did you call your shot? I well, called that shot, he, and I he, called the next the one. The next hole, he what did, a, he did a, like a solid special where <laughs> it's that, that par five. I, I think I was on in two, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, I got this, like, 25-footer above the hole. <laughs> like, I might make this. Some bitch makes it. Some bitch makes yeah. it. Wow, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna start paying attention to this. Had now. to do it to him. If, if no one's around, are you still calling your shot to yourself? I think honestly, I think that's part of how I get myself in the zone. Yeah. Because I'll do it in my head without, especially okay. My my little like comf- comfort zone is seeing it a little uphill and a little right to left break. Yeah. I'm sure for a lot of righties, that's like that's a comfortable yeah. putt. But when I see that, it's just like something clicks, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna make that. And then when I, if I believe it enough, like, I don't know, I just, like, just put a good stroke on it, and I don't know, it sometimes works out. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a competitor. I know that. It doesn't know, work so well, that. like, inside eight feet, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, good for long something. putts. Well, I'll give it that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come up with something. Well, you don't feel bad when it doesn't go in from 40 feet. You do from seven. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's the difference. All right, getting to know you guys a little bit better. Let's do some rapid fire. Uh, golf. We'll start some golf questions, then we'll move off that. Um, start with you, Scotty. If you had to play only one hole the rest of your life, what would that hole be? Does it have to be a hole I've already played? Or just like one I yeah. wish I could play? Ooh. Yeah, we'll go with either. Um, I think it has to be a hole you've played, though. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the, some of those holes at uh, Dunes Club were just too cool for words, man. I mean, uh Five, I think five and eight. If I had to choose between a couple Ooh, there, I, I liked both those holes a lot. Five, five over the water. Over the water, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then eight's the par five. 
Oh, right. Wait, is five, oh, love five the one, it's the par four that has the pond right in front of the green? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. hole is sweet. Right, yeah. Um, that's so you can cool. put it on there if you play the forward tees. You can put it on the green. But we'll retract a little bit. I know you guys don't know anything about Indian Creek, but the 10th hole at Indian <laughs> Creek add it to the schedule is a par year. five, and it's my favorite hole of all time. It's, it's, it's just set up perfectly for a high draw, and it's, I fucking own that hole. <laughs> yeah, Let me just put that right <laughs> there does. right now. The 10th old Indian Creek Country Club is mine. Owned. When Scotty gets the pearly gates, he's, they're going to open up, and he's going to see the 10th hole. It's going to be right there. Uh, that's awesome, man. I think that's the answer to that question is you got to have a hole that makes you happy. Oh, man, I can just kill that hole. <laughs> uh, Patrick, I'm, I'm switching it up for you, though. I'm uh, going to right. something else. So what's, the, what's your favorite golf club you've ever had in the back? Uh, it's got to be the – I mean – the Scotty Putter I've had in my bag since I was 16, so I've had it 14 years. I am getting an upgrade now, so it's, like, bittersweet for me to say that right now. But that thing, I mean, through thick and thin has been pretty trusty. But I had, I used to have what was my go-to, like, all growing up, um, was I had this 5-wood Orlamar. Oh, and the it was Mars. the tri metal. Yes, that I thing was, was like untouchable. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> it's like at that age too. It's like I wasn't, you know, it was decent, but I needed that, like, that just comfort club. Like, you just walk up, hit that two thirty or whatever it was going two twenty yep. at the time, but you could count on it on like any lie. T box, whatever. So yeah, that thing was. I think I, 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 it feels like in our age group, and we're all relatively the same same age. I, I it had to have been like sixty percent of high school golfers at the time had an Olimar. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, where is Olimar today? Right? I, I actually we, got no, his money and got out. He got, yeah, yeah, dude. He got, <laughs> we, we, if you do need an Olimar, if you want to add one to your set, I know where to go. The Chicago Discount Store. There was a, a, a discount show. I think they do it out in. Uh, they got two of them. One in Rosemont. One in Aurora. Mark and I stopped out there after a meeting, and there's a guy who I think his whole business is reselling Olimar. Like <laughs> you're telling me, you got a guy? I got a guy. I, well, I, got a guy. I don't know his I name. I don't, in the Olimar, I don't yeah. think he had a. I don't think he had a business card. But if you go to that show, you'll see him. I'm talking bag at like this room that we're sitting in. Just all these bags would be Olimar clubs. And I asked Damn. him, I was like, you got other stuff? And he's like, yeah, there's a couple max flies over there and it was it was like one bag of max fly clubs and the rest are olimar so you don't need a business card when you got that gold gleaming that's right (laughs) (laughs) uh all right scotty back to you what's your favorite game to play in in a group in a foursome um I'm a big, just like you know, four or five point umbrella guy. Actually, I, okay. I like playing. I like playing that. You know, birdie. Uh, you know, prox birdie. Uh, low ball, low team. Low ball, low total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, scotch. Yeah, so it's scotch. Or yeah, it probably goes by. You call it umbrella. Goes yeah. By, yeah, and then you get you know you get all four, you get eight. I mean, whatever. That's the umbrella like right. aspect of it, right. I guess. But that's a game we like always grew up playing. Like you guys have got me the match play. The match play game is is a lot of fun. I didn't play a lot of match play, like, ever, really, you know what I mean? But I do enjoy that. But, yeah, no, it was just the uh, something that was just, like, always what we played, like, 
high school, even before that, everything, you know what I mean? Playing yeah. the old five cent a point or whatever. Yeah. You, had, <laughs> you had about three bucks to your name when you were 17 years old. Yeah. Unless you're playing 10. Get yourself a Capri Sun afterwards or something. <laughs> huh? You're getting unbeat at 10, though. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Sala, I think we've already, this is a good question for you because we've already got a glimpse into your uh, phenomenal mental game. Uh, <laughs> what's your, your favorite swing thought in one word? Would you like me to restate the question? <laughs> he does look confused. <laughs> <laughs> He's going deep, though. I can I see, am, I can see digging, all the way I'm to his soul right really now. That's really hard. I'm trying to think of an answer, yeah, too. Your, your, your favorite swing thought <laughs> in, in one word. Firm. Firm. Yeah. Firm. Yeah. I could, and that goes into you making everything. You probably don't leave it short very often. Short ones I do. <laughs> well, that I'm telling you, man. The inside eight feet, though, is like, what? Just yeah. put it in. Firm. Okay. Yeah, firm. I'd say firm. All right, cool. All right. Uh, it's, do you want me to expand on that at all? Sure. I okay. think our listeners would appreciate it. Just because, okay, it's like, it's kind of, <clears throat> I don't, this may be relatable because I feel like other people may have seen this, but Xander Shoffley's thought, of, like, talked about his swing thought a lot that his dad taught him, which is like just coming inside the same way, coming inside the same way <clears throat> and just being strong with the, with coming down. And that's like the firm for me is like, firming up my grip and hands and just like feeling that before and then and then just going with the flow but i like i don't know i do like a little uh like tense up or firm to like that's like my tick to get started so okay yeah yeah like a kind of trigger yeah in a way yeah yeah i think it's so funny that question like and this is why i think it's so hard to be a pga teacher or coach is that you know a certain word is going to be mean something totally different to somebody else? Obviously, it works. You know, for you, that's something great. I like that. That word to me would totally throw me completely off because I actually think the opposite most of the time for myself. Is I, I try to think about being loose, you know. And, and uh, another word that comes to mind is oily. Oily. I took that, I took that from a Sam Sneed book, actually. Uh, great Sam Sneed book, but he used to have the word oily, and that, that. But that helps me because I think sometimes I can strangle the golf club especially like in you know a match or a tournament or something um but it works it works for you and that's like that's why i think it's so fascinating just different what about what about you scotty you got one that comes to mind uh you know i was thinking about that too while you're saying that i i would say uh if i had to think of one thing before i hit every shot it would be whoa and that is in reference to my hands just getting them as low as possible and then I know I can get myself on plane. Like if I get my arms too straight, or you just gotta like hang. But yeah, low, low, low's your, your your trigger. It's drop like, it down, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> drop it, low, drop it low, low, girl. Drop it, drop <laughs> it low, girl. Uh, all right, for both of you, if uh, you must create a podcast and it can't be about golf, what what are you talking about? What would you be? What would be your topic? Cooking. Cooking? Oh yeah. So you like big cook at home? Expand big on that. time, big time. Um, I got, I've got several cookbooks. Um, I like to kind of freestyle my own stuff too. So I like, I'll look up different recipes, but then just cause I know how flavors kind of complement each other from, I mean, my, my parents cooked all the time. So I grew up in a, in a house with like the kitchen was very active. Um, and so I think that was like really ingrained in me. And like, ever since, ever since I had, you know, access to my own kitchen or whatever, like I go out and try to do it at least like once in the weekend and it's a fun activity for like doing with the girlfriend too is you know we'll pick something and always trying something new but um but yeah it's just it's fun because it's kind of like 
you can follow it to the T and make it how it's you know supposed to come out in the book. But like I think after you've experienced it enough, you start meandering and doing it to your tastes. And like I felt like when you get going into the freestyle, that's when it gets super fun, and you just yeah. start melding your own flavors, creating your own recipes, and yeah, it's just been a passion of mine to get in the kitchen and like my girlfriend, uh, shout out Christina. She's a she's a wonderful sous chef. And you know, in she she to every uh, chef, there's a great sous chef. Yeah, no, I, I'd be I'd be nothing, nothing. None of my dishes would be anything without her. And she's <laughs> she's uh, she's a good chef in her own right. But I think you know, I, I will claim the chef hat in the house. Ooh, that's awesome. And I'm going to catch heat later, but no, she's are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> and you guys probably have. It sounds like you do have fun doing it. Oh yeah. Does uh, have you ever like really like when you get in that? What you call it? Free, uh, free flow. Yeah. Um. Do you ever like really screw something up where it just tastes awful? The only t- like the one dish that really stands out in my mind is I just completely botched this lamb, and I have not cooked with lamb since then. Like I, I'm <laughs> scarred. I got PTSD from lamb, and I'm like I'm like you know what? I'm like you know what? Screw it. I don't even like lamb. <laughs> but like at restaurants, like I'll get it from time to time. But every time I see it, I'm like. And eh, not that interesting. Like, I don't know what happened. I want to think that it was, like, the meat was spoiled or something, but it was awful. <laughs> like, I, I, I gagged. Like, I had a piece yeah. of it, and I'm like, i got to toss this. It was, it was just terrible. I, I've tried to get myself into cooking more and more over the years, and that's, I think, the biggest hurdle I had to get over is, like, you just got to be willing to screw something up. Oh, yeah. Because it's, at least for me, like following recipes to a T when you don't always have the right stuff, you know, in the fridge already and you're, you're kind of piecing things together. Like, you just got to try it. See yeah. if it tastes good. You can mostly recover from everything yeah. except for meat. Like, if you mess up meat, you're pretty much <laughs> You might toast, die. But yeah. You like, might kill your guests. Yeah, you could. As long as you don't. I mean, if you, if you undercook it, then, yeah, you're screwed. But, like, overcooking meat, you can't really bring it back. Yeah. But most everything else, like, if you're mixing shit and, like, putting stuff together you can usually get it back on track to something at least yeah edible but. all right all right scotty what's your podcast about uh i mean to kind of like dovetail off of his a little bit i mean it's not just cooking but like it's just like hanging out with my wife and like doing stuff whether it's cooking or i mean we're not he he's on another level i love cooking but i'm not i'm, I'm not great at it i'm not bad at it, you know whatever but whether it's that or just like doing a puzzle or playing a game or like introducing her to golf like you know like my wife and i just spend a, obviously a lot of people do but like spend a lot of time together and do a lot of fun stuff and just try to try to figure out like what we both like to do and like how, how we're gonna like how we're gonna do that you know like i said yeah like we do a lot of puzzles and we just uh you know i can attest to that the other day i walked in and sure Sure as daylight, there was a big ass puzzle on the table. <laughs> it was in progress. We have a we have yeah. a huge dining room table, and it's most of the time got a puzzle. On what do you it, do you know? when you finish the puzzle? Do you take uh, it apart, we actually away? have well, yeah, we just take we just throw it back in the box. But uh, one good thing we have is that her family is all puzzle people, kind of. So like her dad does puzzles, her brother does puzzles, and you just kind of rotate. Like everyone, you know, you get a new puzzle, I'll do it give it to you and then you'll give me one that you did and just kind of like keep a keep a kind of rotation going like, like that a, a little club. bit nice yeah. christina's brothers do that a little bit yeah. a little That's bit dope. yeah well uh all right we're, we're coming up on time I, I i think my last question for both of you guys because this, this is really cool to have two guys that play a lot of golf together on the podcast at the same time um 
so I'll call you golf buddies, even though you are real buddies. Uh, I'll call you golf buddies. Like, what is it to be a good golf buddy or a good golf friend, if you will? Like, what what does that mean to you? What was like some advice you would give other people that are just you know maybe playing a lot of solo golf or just going out there? Like, what what, what advice would you have to them to just be a good golf friend? Dude, I first off, I would just say that golf friends, like, I know Scotty and I. I mean, that that's the beauty of it, though, is like when you become golf friends it can transcend just golf and then you just be like be friends not just golfing but i will say that golf buddies are that's one of my favorite relationships in life because it's like you don't have to do stuff in between the rounds of golf like there's no bullshit it's the best like you're like hit them up once in a while and you're like hey should we get out on this you know play and then you spend four and a half to five you know, in Chicago, we're lucky enough to do yeah, five like hours. Eight by the time you like, <laughs> I like, time you travel out there yeah. and like, I like do all those you, other I like how you position that. We're lucky enough to play <laughs> hey, for five you hours. You got to flip the script. You do. You know, that you know? Is so good. But but that's the thing is like it's just such a great relationship to have. And I think for anyone out there, like the advice is just go out there, be nice, be kind, and like enjoy yourself. Don't be don't be a Debbie Downer and like it's it's a game you're trying to like socialize if you're not trying to socialize you don't have to but like I, I will say you know the guy Joe that played with us at the Harborside thing I met him uh, I was a single and I went to play uh, Lost Marsh which was you know regrettable but but what came out of that lost was Marsh, you know whatever yeah lost marsh it's lost those first but, five holes but yeah but that i came out of that with you know a solid golf buddy i played with i played with him like five times last year he's met morley and and scotty and like played matches with us and it's just like you can come out of there and be just have a buddy to play with and it's great yeah there's, there's it was pure. it was great to find in pat a person that's insane as much as I am like he'll play in the bad weather right like I always know like before it was always just like if I needed to play and like it was terrible like my dad would play with me right like you know whatever he's an idiot too like he'll go out and play (laughs) doesn't matter but like I know that like he's got the same mindset as me like it doesn't have to be a sunny day it doesn't have to be a nice course it doesn't have to be anything but just like let's go play some golf man like holes are out there let's go Let's go find them, right? You know, I'm, let's go find them. Let's go find some golf holes. <laughs> yeah, some golf shots, guys. That was awesome. Thank you for uh, joining the bag drop. Thanks for you know be, being contributing members, and um, I think people are going to enjoy this. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I had a great time. Appreciate it. All right.